is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline with SystemsForSelfCare.com, where I teach you to consistently take daily actions you can create the life that you want. So there are so many people out there who have started running, but then they've stopped. Maybe they were training for a race and the race was over and they stopped running. Or maybe they started training for a race, but they never got to the race. They never crossed the finish line, but they stopped running. Or maybe the pandemic, you know, maybe you started running, but because of the pandemic, because the races were canceled and the group training programs were canceled, you just stopped running. Um, you might be in this place where you feel frustrated with yourself and you're like, why, you know, how do I even start again if there's no races or can I even trust myself to start again? Or maybe I need to go and be like super, super strict and restrictive um, with my plan. So what I'm going to do today, I'm going to teach you what has helped me stay consistent with solo running. I'm not going way over the top where I hate running because I've been in that place. And I'm not doing nothing because I hate that place too. So we're going to talk about being consistent with solo running. And this is going to help you feel good, not gross. This is going to help you feel good in your body, not gross in your body. This is going to help you feel good in your head and not gross and mean to yourself in your head. Just actually feel good and satisfied with yourself. So I have 11 things that help me stay consistent with solo running. So the first thing that we're going to talk about, number one, is set and teach boundaries when it comes to time, the time in your the your, your day, how you spend the time in your day. You know, so many of us, ha- we have a significant other, or we have roommates, or we have kids, or we have work, uh, work, you know, working from home, Zoom sessions, right? You have other people in your life um, that you have to show up for. You, you Most of your day is spent doing things for other people, right? So there's a very small part of your day where you need to make sure you do something for yourself. And I I like to pick mornings. We'll talk about that in a second. But in order to be consistent with running, you have to carve that time out for yourself. And not just that, you need to set that boundary and teach it to the other people in your life, right? So if you're like, cool, I'm going to go for a morning run, and then your kid wakes up and they're like bothering you, you have to teach your kid, hey, this is really important to me that I take this time for myself. This is not the time to come and bother me. Go bother the other parents in the house or, hey, you're going to need to work on some solo stuff by yourself. Um, or no, you cannot get out of bed or no, you cannot bother me, right? It's not selfish. You don't need to feel guilty about taking time for yourself. And I think especially if you can explain to the person, so it might even not even be your kid, but maybe it's your spouse, your significant other or roommates. But if you explain it, like you have to explicitly teach these things. Hey, I'm going to take these 20 minutes or this 60 minutes for myself in the morning. It's really important that I do this because it helps me feel good. It helps me feel good in my body and it helps me feel good about myself. And also, guess what? I am less irritable later on in the day and I'm a less I'm less resentful and I'm less likely to get angry or start a fight if I have taken time for myself. And I think if you if you teach that. You explicitly teach that. Like you set those boundaries and you explain to the people in your life why this is important to you. 
That's the first thing. And then the second thing is you have to enforce those boundaries. So it doesn't just work like you teach them once and they're like, okay, I got it. Like you have to enforce those boundaries. So when they try to like um, take that time back from you and they're like, hey, mom, or like, hey, roommate or whatever, can you come do this? You're like, actually, no, I have to go do this thing because it's really important to me. This is something that when I was a, a kindergarten teacher, I really struggled with this. I thought like, oh, I need to like put out fires constantly with kindergartners. And then what happens is you never get time to actually teach. So you have to like teach kindergartners. Uh, if I'm going to do a guided reading group, I have to teach kindergartners. You cannot come up to me during guided reading time um, unless some, a, a bone is broken, but you cannot come up to me. We, this time here is really important so that I can help kids. And you have to teach those boundaries to five-year-olds and you enforce those boundaries. Re, you reinforce those boundaries over and over and over again until they get it. And you still have to keep enforcing them. We have to do that for ourselves, for that time, for ourselves in the morning. Um, I'm going to say that this, this like setting time and teaching these boundaries to the people in your lives, this has helped me so much. And not only that has it helped me, but it has helped my relationship with my husband. Um, we're less likely to get into a fight because I have gone and done something for myself. I'm not mad at myself later. You know, endorphins are there. I feel good about myself and I feel good about my body and I feel productive, right? I've done something for myself. He knows, Paul knows that if I go and do something, Something for myself, we're less likely to get into a fight. I'm less likely to be pissed off, right? So he does not even bother me or like, oh, but come do this or like try to guilt me or whatever. It's like, no, he understands that I need to go do this for myself. So I, I set that as number one because it is, it is so important. I don't think that a lot of us know that we have to do this. And I think especially, well, women especially and moms especially, you think that you need to give all of your time and space to your kids and your significant other but if you take that time for yourself, it's going to help you feel good just as who you are. And it's also going to help you be a better mom. It's going to help you be a better parent because you've taken that time for yourself. And furthermore, you've modeled to your young kids and especially your young feet, your young females, your daughters, like, hey, it's important to take time for yourself. They, they will grow up seeing you model that behavior and model that, uh, that the, 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 the way of talking, those words, they will see that modeled for them. Um, and without seeing those things modeled, I mean, they're never going to learn it. So it's really important to do that. So that's number one, something that, that will help, that has helped me stay consistent with solo running and can help you stay with consistent with solo running is making sure that you set and teach those boundaries when it comes to how you spend your time. Number two is go first thing in the morning. This one took me a really long time to learn because I'm not naturally a morning person. I am not one of those people who jumps out of bed and is just so excited about the day. It is, it's just not my personality. Every, you know, every morning I wake up, I'm kind of like, oh man, I got to go do stuff, right? But here's the thing that I've learned, especially when it comes to anxiety and depression and mental health, um, <clears throat> going first thing in the morning, make sure that I actually get it done. It actually reduces my anxiety because I know that it's done first thing in the morning. And then the rest of the day, I don't have to keep thinking about, are you actually going to go do the thing? You know, are you, are you going to uh, quit again? Are you not going to show up? Right. So I get it done first thing in the morning so that it's done. They don't have to think about it. And it's not another thing on the to-do list that I haven't gotten done. It's like, no, it's done. And I feel good, right? Happy hormones. Those things are pumping through me. I feel good. It gets done first thing in the morning. The other thing too, especially when I look at this past month, 
and all the crazy things that happen, I know if I get it first done first thing, there might be something that happens. Shit might hit the fan later on in the day, but I will have gotten that movement done. I will have started my day doing something for myself. And now, you know, if something catastrophic happens later in the day, I don't have to worry that I, I missed my workout. It's like, well, no, I already got it done. And now let me go deal. Let me go put out a fire. Let me go deal with this stressful, unexpected thing that happened in life. So go first thing in the morning, even if you are not a morning person. Um, you can become a morning person and you don't have to be like super excited, but you just, you just go and you get it done. Number three, run for time and not distance. So this is something new that I've been doing. And I, I just got to say that I love it. Um, I'm not training for a race. I have no, I'm not, I'm not planning on running a race in 2021. I was looking, you know, the Chicago marathon is supposedly open for the fall. And I just, I don't know if it's actually going to happen and I'm not going to, I'm just not going to worry about that. What I want to worry about or what I want to think about and keep focusing on is making sure that I'm moving my body consistently so that I can fill my cup. I can feel good in my body. I can take care of my mental and physical health. Running for time and not distance. What this does for me is it takes off the pressure like that. Oh my gosh, you have to run three miles. You have to get five miles done or seven miles done. There've been so many times in the past where I was supposed to go for three miles or five miles or seven miles, right? Um, And I was supposed to get it done in the morning before the workday. And it's like, oh shoot, you woke up late. You're not going to have time to get seven miles done. Don't even bother going today or get it done later. And then it just wouldn't happen. And so instead of putting this pressure on myself that I have to get all of this mileage done, I just focus on doing a little bit. I focus on doing a minimum and my minimum is 20 minutes. Definitely you just have to go out for 20 minutes, 20 minutes, however many miles you get done, whatever, you know, distance you get done during those 20 minutes is what you get done. Now, here's the great thing too, is on these days that it's, been warm and sunny and wonderful here in Chicago. I've actually gone for more than 20 minutes. There's been days that I've gone for 30 minutes or 35 minutes, but my minimum is 20. I just have to go outside for 20 minutes. If I want to run more than 20 minutes during the week, that's cool. If it doesn't happen, that's cool too. I just have to go outside and run for 20 minutes. Whatever distance that ends up being is just what it is. Okay, so the next one, number four, is uh, the number four thing that has helped me stay consistent with solo running is not looking at my pace. So this is kind of what differentiates me from running coaches out there. I'm not a running coach. I'm not a running coach. I know it's weird because I have a running podcast and I, there was a time that I thought I wanted to go and like get certified as a running coach. And then I was like, I just don't care about the mechanics. I don't care about pace. I don't care about being the first person. I don't care about winning. I care about just doing things consistently to take care of my mental and physical health. Um, and so knowing that I'm just out there to take care of my mental and physical health, I'm not going to look at my pace. It's been so helpful. I've been so much more consistent, kind of the same thing with the mileage. I don't, um, I don't pressure myself. Uh, I don't like feel bad if I'm running slow. Maybe it was a hard day. Maybe it was an emotional day. Maybe there were family members or, you know, that have gotten sick or, you know, like there's so many things. There's so many highs and lows. Um, I am not a paid runner. I'm not a professional runner. It doesn't really matter what my pace is. It, it doesn't matter. I'm never going to win a race. My goal is just to be out there consistently. So, right. So if I want to be out consistently, I don't even need to look at my pace. Um, the interesting thing is that <laughs> I know for myself, 
Um, when I run by myself, I, I do kind of have a leisurely pace. I'm just kind of like do to do running for fun, run, walking, whatever. Right. But because I've been consistent with, and there hasn't been this time, this period of time where I'm not doing anything. And because I've been super consistent with lifting weights and lifting heavy weights and, you know, doing different things, uh, biking, going for walk, like walks, like my cardiovascular health is definitely, um, the best it's ever been. When I went and ran with a running group, I was actually able to keep up at a pretty decent pace, right? So me running consistently, I actually probably can push myself more when I'm with other people to stick with the group. There's kind of that peer pressure of got to stick with the group. But by myself, I just don't nothing care. I'm just, I'm not looking at my pace. Again, I'm out there to take care of my physical and mental health, and I'm just trying to be consistent. So I'm not looking at pace, just focusing on running for 20 minutes. Okay. Number five, um, a way, something that's helped me stay consistent with solo running is playing a podcast or some music. So, uh, I don't know if you can relate, but the thoughts in my head will jump around like crazy. My monkey mind, my monkey thoughts all over the place and I'll be running and it's like, Hey, Remember this thing that you said 11 years ago? How stupid was that thing, right? And I'll get in my head and I'll fall down a rabbit hole of like, what a shitty person I am. And it's like, gosh, like, is there ever a break from this? Like, is this, right? And so there are times that I can direct my mind and I can, hey, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not, we're not thinking those unhelpful thoughts right now. You know, instead of doing that, why don't you start counting your steps? And that gives my mind something to focus on. Or why don't you start looking for the letters A through Z on the signs and license plates, the alphabet game, right? So those things work for me. But if it is just a really hard day and my thoughts are going all over the place, I'm worried about how much time I have left to run, I'm worried about whatever, I will just put on a podcast or put on Spotify so that I have something to guide my thoughts. Like, cool, instead of thinking these mean thoughts, what if you listen to some music and you start dancing while you're running? Or what if you listen to a podcast and you get engrossed in the story? This is actually, listening to a podcast is what's actually helps me, what actually helps me learn to run long distance five years ago, six years ago, um, I started listening to the Serial podcast, season one, which is the good one. Um, I was listening to that podcast uh, when I was training, and I actually listened to it during my first half marathon um, that gave me something to focus on besides like how hard running was. I also really love listening to um, Planet Money um, and The Indicator from Planet Money. Uh, lately, I've been listening to A Little Culty, which is about the Nexium cult. It's really interesting. I really like listening listening to This American Life. There's like over 600 episodes of This American Life to listen to. Um, I also really like uh, listening to Spotify. So you can go, I have a link in the show notes. You can go um, and find my Spotify playlist. It's called Genius in 2020. Um, and, or maybe you can listen to this podcast, the Actually You Are Real Runner podcast. You can listen to that while you are running. But really just having something like when I notice that my thoughts are all over the place and it's really hard to keep my thoughts um, in line and keep my thoughts from jumping, having a podcast or having some music can help ease my thoughts and help like guide them. Cool. We're not jumping around all over the place. This is what we're going to be focusing on. 
Okay. So another thing that has helped me stay consistent with solo running is thinking about the pain of inaction. Okay. So if I'm like, I don't really want to go running, that thought will pop up. Then I think about if you don't go, if you just stay where you are, there's inaction, you don't take the action. What's the pain you're going to feel? Ah, shit. If I don't go, I'm going to be pissed at myself later on. Um, I'm probably going to get into a fight with Paul. I'm going to pick at something. And I'm also going to, I'm going to be mad at myself for not going. I'm going to be like, I I don't want to go right now, but I'm going to be really mad at myself later. And it's just not going to be a good day. Then I'll probably start critiquing my body. I'll look in the mirror and find something wrong with my body, right? So it's like, hey, you don't want that. So think about the pain of inaction. That's what's going to happen if you don't go. What will happen if you do go? So it's like a quick switch. What's the pain of inaction? What's the pleasure of action? All right, if I go, I'm going to feel good about myself. I'm going to feel really pleased with myself. I'm going to feel satisfied with myself. I'm going to get that good, like, um, you know, like you you went and uh, pushed yourself. You feel that, like, the cardio. You feel your heart going. You feel your, like, uh, what is it? Like your breath. I, feel, I like feeling like that. I like feeling my legs being stronger. I like feeling a little worn out. I like feeling satisfied at the end of the day. So I think about the pain of inaction, and then I quick think about what's the um, the pleasure of action. Okay, number seven to stay consistent with solo running is have a magical action thought. I had a piece on this a couple episodes ago. A magical action thought is a thought that gets you to take action. It really just gets you to take the first step. So if I need to get myself to go outside and go running, what is the first thing that I need to do? I need to just get outside. Jacqueline, just get outside. Just get outside and then handle it once you're there. And usually what I find that happens is once I'm outside, it's like, oh, like my body takes over um, my subconscious mind and we just we just start going. It's like, oh, right, this really isn't as hard as you are making it out to be. You're making it out to be this big, scary thing that is just awful. And it's like, oh, right, once I got outside, it's not actually as cold as I thought it was. It's not actually as bad as I thought it was going to be. So a magical action thought is just a thought that will get you to take uh, the take action, The usually like the first step that you need to go and do the thing. So you can stay consistent with solo running. Um, number eight is go to different neighborhoods. Now, we don't really live in a cool area in Chicago. We're kind of on the edge of the city. I've lived in much cooler areas, like places to explore. But I will say that even in this neighborhood, I found really cool things to see. And I think this is really important when it comes to our mental health keeps your brain, you know, uh, synapses, you keeps, keeps you guessing just, there's some novelty, which we're lacking a lot of because we're sitting in our homes in front of a screen. There's not a lot of novelty. So getting outside and going different ways, there's some novelty. It's like, Oh, I was not expecting to see that. That's pretty cool. It was so random. I, I went for a run the other day and I was on my street and there's just like a duck walking in the, like, in the middle of the street. It was like, what are you doing here, duck? Like, I don't understand why you are here. But that was just something funny. So I got to see something cool in my neighborhood. Um, and I don't usually go down that street. We hit, There's like one-way streets. I don't usually go on that side of the street. So I got to be in a different part of our neighborhood. Or I might go to a park, which is a few blocks down. Or I might start heading a different way and start heading into the city. Or I might go a different way and go onto a bridge that goes over a railroad and I can see the downtown skyline. 
but really just getting to different parts of our neighborhood or getting to different neighborhoods. There's just some novelty, just something different for me to see, something different for me to think about, something different for me to interact with. And I think the other cool thing too is like you find different things that you wouldn't see when you're in your car. Like you would, again, like I said, I was going down a one-way street. I never drive that way on my car. In, in my car, but you see different things or you see details on buildings or alleys or whatever it is, wherever you are. Um, again, we don't live in like a really cool, exciting area. So wherever you live, you probably have more exciting things going on than we do. Um, and you get to find them. I know when I've been to my parents' house, like they live in kind of an area where everything looks exactly the same. And I, it was kind of like boring. But then once I started running um, in their neighborhood, I was like, oh, wow, there's this really cool path that I found that goes through this little mini forest preserve. And there was some deer in there. Wow, that's so cool. I went to another area and I was like, mom, did you know you have like a Frisbee golf um like a a path with Frisbee golf along here. Like I would never have known that if I was just in my car. So again, there are pretty cool things in your neighborhood. You just kind of have to explore and running gives you that opportunity to go explore and see pretty cool things. And that is something that motivates me. Hey, I'm feeling kind of sluggish. I'm not feeling so good. If you go for a run, you're going to see something interesting, something different that you weren't expecting. Number nine, um, something that can help you stay consistent with solo running is give yourself the option to walk. I know we're talking about running. You're like, but wait, why would I give myself the option to walk? Here's the thing is that a lot of people, um, if they go out for a run and they're just not feeling it, they will throw in the towel and they will just go back home. Okay, the run's not going to happen today. I'll, you know, I'll try to do the run another time. And that kind of perpetuates the all or nothing mindset. Either I am going all in and I'm going for a run or I'm doing nothing and I'm sitting in front of the television on the couch. So to break the all or nothing mindset, mindset, you give yourself the option to go do something, anything. There have definitely been times that I've been out for a run I just haven't been feeling it, especially this past month. Like, oh my gosh, like I just don't really feel all that great. There's so many things happening. So I've given myself the option to walk. Okay, cool. This run's not happening. So great. Just walk. It's fine. Just walk. Oh, look, you went out for a run and you were all excited to run and there's ice everywhere and, you know, people didn't plow and now there's ice and there's not salt. Okay, fine. Just walk. It's fine. But at least you are continuing on with the habit of showing up and moving your body consistently, going in the morning, being an active person. You can kill, you can get to running again when, you know, things are a little bit easier, but just keeping up the habit of being um, an active person that has helped me stay consistent with solo running and it can help you stay consistent with solo running. And especially, I know it's kind of spring. So keep that in the back of your head. uh, When we get to winter 2021, 2022 of like, well, how can I just stay consistent? What's something, anything that I can do? So I don't perpetuate that all or nothing mindset mindset. And that's something to think about too. I guess if you are going to travel for spring break or for summer, what is something I can do to make sure that I am staying consistent with movement um, so that I don't fall into that all or nothing mindset and have to start over again. Um, the number 10, color in the 365 habit tracker. So this has definitely helped me stay consistent with solo running. Um, I have the 365 habit tracker. It's just like basically a little scoreboard where I can color in and prove to myself, actually, you are showing up and being consistent. There's so many times, I don't know if you can write, that I'm like, Jacqueline, you're not doing enough. Like, oh my gosh, did you even do anything last month? And it's like, yeah, actually, I can look at my scoreboard, my 365 habit tracker, and it's like, this is how many 
many times you went running. So stop being a jerk to yourself because you have been showing up. And also it's really helpful for those days that I don't want to go. It's like, but actually you do want to be able to color in that little box. So go, um, go so that you can color in that little box and you can see your success. You can see your daily actions. You can see that the compound effect is um, taking place, but like go so that you can color it in. So that's a, that's a helpful motivation. Um, number 11, things that help me stay consistent with solar running and can help you too is don't do the break the chain thing when it comes to three six to the three sixty five habit tracker. So again, it is helpful. The three sixty five habit tracker is helpful to show you that you are doing the daily actions. But where people go wrong when they're using it is they think, oh, I have to, you know, uh, I have to keep the chain going. I can't break the chain. But here's the thing: there's going to be a day that you break the chain. There's going to be a day that you make a mistake. You wake up late. Um, you listen to your monkey thoughts and you don't get out of bed, you, you know, you you say F it and you don't do the thing and you're going to, um, so you're going to miss a day on the 365 Habit Tracker and then you're going to make yourself feel bad about missing a day. Like, look, you weren't perfect, you, you know, you're scum. And then you're going to miss another day and another day because you broke the chain. Instead of thinking that it has to be perfect, just think about each day as its own day of like, cool, can, what daily actions do I need to do today? Oh, yesterday I made a mistake. Hmm, what can I learn from that? What can I, what lessons can I learn from my losses? Okay, cool. Let me just show up today. So use the 365 habit tracker so that you can, you know, consistently go and do daily actions and track that you're doing daily actions, but don't use the 365 habit tracker as a reason to punish yourself. Like you're just like, it, it, it should be, it should be a tool to support you, not a tool to make you um, not do the thing. <laughs> it's supposed to help you do the thing. So those are the 11 things that have helped me stay consistent with solo running. I hope that, you know, pick a few that are going to help you. You probably don't need to do all of them. You might find other things that are going to help you stay consistent. Um, when you stay consistent with solo running, you stay consistent with daily activity and moving your body. It's going to help you feel good in your head. It's going to help you feel good in your body. It's going to help your mental health. It's going to help your relationships. It's going to help your physical health. And you're going to start to see like, oh, actually, I am a real runner. <laughs> oh, actually, I am an active person. Oh, actually, I am a consistent exerciser. Oh, actually, I'm no longer a yo-yo exerciser. I'm no longer that person that needs to rely on outside things, I can trust myself. I'm someone who can trust myself. So I hope that was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions. You can send me an email at coachjocelyn at jocelynricchio.com. And I want to get you started. You can download the 365 Habit Tracker. Go to systemsforselfcare.com slash 365 Habit Tracker. The link is also in the show notes. Download the Habit Tracker so that and print it. Download it and print it and get some colorful markers that you can color. Um, this is going to help you show up and do the daily actions. It's going to help you. It's going to help you feel good about what you're doing. Go to systemsforselfcare.com/slash/365 habit tracker. Take care. I will see you in the next one. Bye.